Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So I want to I want to get you going in this because this is big. I was thinking about this thing the other day. Making decisions to change your future. Man, this thing, this thing was working me the other day. Making decisions to change your future. And I think like we're getting ready to get into new year and I had some stuff in here that I really think was Man, I think it was life-changing, you know what I mean? I was like, man, this stuff can really help. Because, you know, we got the love, and we're focused on this, making decisions that could change your future. I want 2024 to be the best year in my life. I want 2024 to be the year that I, you know, drop the 10 pounds, have my comeback, believe God for the next 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 season, just all that awesome stuff, right? I'm believing it's going to be, I'm going to live my best life yet, I'm going to walk in supernatural. All that stuff you're believing God for is, is extremely awesome, but it's not going to come to pass until you make the decision to make godly changes. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's phenomenal. So I want, to, I want you to go over these things with me, okay? And here they are. Why do we have to make some personal supernatural changes in our life, okay? Why? Well, because supernatural changes ain't going to come. Real chains, real, real change. Wow, real, you're going to break the change. You're going to break the chains for sure with real change. Real change begins with new thinking. That's the key, okay? Look what it says. Do we got NLT? Look at this in 423 Ephesians. Okay, so why do I have to have these changes? What do I need to do to produce these changes that are going to transform my life? What do I got to do? How do I do it? What do I do? Look what it says in the NLT. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Wow. Wow. Spiritual renewal. Instead, let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Why do I need my thoughts and attitude change? Because I've been hanging on to them for so long, they become part of me. That's a big one right there. You ever been like that? Like, I've had that thought for the last 20 years of my life. Wow. I've had that thought for the last forever amount of life. How about this? You start identifying with those thoughts. Right? Isn't that true? I think it's, it's, it's wild. You start identifying with these thoughts. You start, you've had these thoughts for so long. Now you're identifying with them. You identify with these thoughts so much, they become part of you. Why do I need change? Because I have personal defects in my thinking. I have personal setbacks in, in the area of change. I have, I have limitations that have been produced by wrong thinking. How about this one? The enemy's trying to label me with stuff that I don't need to pick up. This is why we need change. Oh, you're never going to be able to do that. Oh, you can't accomplish that. Oh, you, nobody you know has ever done that. Oh, you don't know. You, nobody in your family has ever graduated from that. You see what I'm saying? He's coming at you. So why do I need change? 
big reason why is this, because uh, I have to make sure I don't confuse my thinking. Look what it says in Ephesians 4, 17. You could stay right in the NLT. I think it kind of, it'll read real clear. Look what it says in Ephesians 4, 17, and we're, not, we're just going to read this. And I don't want you to keep, God doesn't want you keeping living as the ungodly. So look what it says in Ephesians 4, 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Wow. Where are they hopelessly confused? Obviously in their mind, their thinking. Look at the next verse. He says, their minds are full of darkness. So where are they hopelessly confused is in their thinking. If you don't get your thinking right, you're not going to get change transformation to come to pass. You got to get your thinking right. So big thing is this. Don't conform your thinking in the wrong way. Change the way you think. Okay? It's big. I think it's big. Well, we can, you want to finish reading it? 17, 18, 19, might as well, right? Check it out, right? I stopped reading it. It's like, thanks. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God that he gave because they what? They've closed their minds and hardened their hearts. I always tell you this, right? Keep your heart open to God. Don't close your heart. Look at this. They have no sense of shame. They live wrong. See what I'm saying? So how does that happen? Why, did, why, did they, why are people living wrong? Why? Because they've closed their heart off to God. I'm not saying you're doing that, but are you seeing what I'm saying about changing your mindset? You got no hope. Real change, write this down. Real change begins with brand new thinking. If you're going to change 2024, you got to change the way you think, man. You got to start breaking limitations off of you. You know, I was thinking about this. And, you know, the team here will tell you, we've been trying to, uh, I have been, they've been doing a great job. But, you know, I've been trying to, like, what do I do for people? Like, you know what I mean? You kind of try, you kind of chip away at your, your, uh, your, your reason for being like, why do you need me in your life? Like, if, you know, church people, like, why am I here? You know, like, I'm not, like, it's not some like ego trip, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you, you're not everything to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're a painter, you better be good at painting. You know what I mean? If you're a carpenter, you better be good at carpentry. If you're a mechanic, you better be good at fixing cars, right? So I'm like in this thing going like, I'm a communicator. What is my job as a communicator with you as the church and the people we coach? And the Lord really helped me see this, that my job is to internally remove your limitations with the word of God. So I am an internal, internal limitation remover. You know what I mean? So I'm internally, get, I'm trying to get inside your head, trying to get inside your heart through the word of God, and I am trying to internally remove your limitations. That, that's a really, that's powerful as far as I'm concerned. So this is what I'm saying. If you're going to change you, you have to internally change your thinking. Otherwise, your future is going to be the same as your past. That is what the Bible says. And that is what the, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you're going to have to change your way of thinking, right? This is like to say, if I had to come to you and say, how do we develop a habit of this? Another thing you're going to have to do is that real change is going to require learning new truth or applying truth. And that's big. Now, new truth might mean this. I don't like that word new truth as much as I like applying truth. Well, but if it's not truth to you, it's new. 
You know what I mean? But a lot of it's going to be applying to, you know, Jesus even said in John chapter 17, you know, that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you what? Free. But think about this. If you're going to have a change, you're going to have to, you're going to, if you're going to require change, if you want change, it's going to require learning new truth. And if it isn't learning new truth, because that's, that's a slippery slope. Like, oh, I got to, no, you have to apply the truth you know. So there might be some truth, you know, what's the truth say about your matter? And I think one of the big things is big there is thought identification. Because if you don't know what to think in this situation, you might think wrong. If you think wrong, you cannot produce the right results. So you got to ask yourself in the midst of this thinking pattern, and my thoughts lining up with the Word of God, or are they lining up with my own identification of whatever? It's big. So, is it? So, here's my question. Okay, if real change is going to require learning the truth, is it truth you already know that you need to apply, or is there truth that you don't know about the situation and subject, and you have to find those truths out? That's on you. You might say, well, you know, man, my body's jacked. Well, wait a minute. Do you know by a stripes you're healed? That's the truth. Your symptoms and your situations are not. Yes, I know that, Pastor Chris. Well, then good. Now you start believing God with the what? And you renew your mind, I'm healed. And this is how healed people walk. I never forget that Kenneth Hagin said that. Kenneth Hagin said that, and he said, man, that changed me. Because, you know, it was funny. I was just talking about Brother Hagin today with people that have gone to Rama. And I said, probably one of the most the blessed things was being in those, those classes when he was telling it. I don't know, you ever been in a class when somebody's telling a story? It's like, it's, I don't know, you ever been anywhere where somebody's telling a story? It's just realistic because it's their real thing, you know? And I never forget what he said. He said, he said, I felt pins and needles going all through my life. He read Mark 11, 23 and 24, and he said, well, he's laying in bed, and you know, and he said, the Spirit of God said, well, people are not laying in bed like, you know, 11 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it was. And he said, I picked up my legs with my hands and I threw them over the side of the bed. And it felt like pins and needles were shooting through my legs. And he kept thanking the Lord. And, and I, I said, there you go. There's real truth. You're healed. Doesn't look like you're healed. You know you're healed from the Word of God. Now the action steps required that take place, really what starts happening is, do you know that truth? Now apply that truth. Until you have application of truth, you don't have change. Because just what you're going to realize, if you're going to have real change this year, you're going to have to move some stuff around, man. You got to get rid of that old self-thinking. You got to get rid of that broke thinking. You got to get rid of that lame talk. You got to get rid of You got to change your mouth, man. And the only way to change your mouth is you're going to have to rearrange and clean some house, um, you know, because you got, you got these behavior patterns and you got some of these habits and you got some of these mindsets. They were never based out of the Word of God, man. Those things came from the pit of hell and unbelief. Wow. So you're going to have to get to a place where you kind of have some self-reflection and be like, why do I think about that? Have you ever been around somebody that thinks wrong? They got a wrong thought process about something and you're like, why do you think that? Man, I see this all the time. And the big thing is this, is that it becomes self-defeating 
it becomes blocking, it becomes a hindrance, it basically becomes something you can't stop, you know, from just ruining, ruining your reality of truth. But here's the thing, it's like, if you don't replace your wrong idea and your wrong opinion with God's truth, man, you're stuck with your own opinion. So sooner or later, you're going to have to have that self-reflecting thinking take place and go, why do I think that? Why do I do that? Why do I respond like that? Why am I even talking like that? Reprogramming takes place. But here's a big one. It's going to take honest observation. And here's a challenge. This one's big. I don't even know why I'm saying this. Do you have someone honest, you consider to be honest, that you could almost reflect with and see if there's any limitation in your life. Now, let me tell you why. I really believe this now. As you get older, you get smarter. I think everybody needs a trainer, not just physically working out and stuff. But why do great, like, you think Michael Jordan, to, come on, he's the GOAT, right? Guy's the greatest basketball player ever played the game. He's got a coach. Not just Phil Jackson. He's got a coach personally coaching him. Tiger Woods, probably one of the greatest golfers. All those golfers got a golfing coach. And you know what's crazy? You don't even know the coach's name. Right? You have professional athletes. They got a coach. These guys got somebody coaching them, and the coach is looking at their imperfections and trying to make them a better athlete. Who do you trust? to look at your imperfections, have an honest, honest, communicative conversation and identify your weaknesses so you can make them strengths for 2024. That is, that is one of the most wonderful thoughts I could possibly give you. Man, that is a scary question. That, you know what? That is, we're not leaving that question. That is, I'm not talking harmful words or goofy words but words full of grace. But who do you have? Man, I guarantee you, there is a thousand people that are going to watch this to go, I don't even have anybody I could talk to like that. Think about that. Who can you honestly go to and go, I, I got a weakness. It's some, uh, like me. Let's, say, let's take me, right? Because I know me. I can go to somebody and go, listen. I want you to identify area, an area. I want you to be serious about this. If you see areas of weakness or area, weakness might not be where areas I can grow in, or maybe you see some things in me that I need to change. Would you be willing to sit down and talk to me about them? Dude, dude, stop. That is so loaded. It's unbelievable. Number one, 95% of you don't have somebody like that. Number two, the other 95% of you don't want to hear it because you don't want nobody telling you. And then you're probably going to get mad about it when they're like, your attitude stinks. We used to have somebody here, right? In the early days, had the worst attitude you've ever seen in your life, right? And I used to laugh because everybody would say, they are just supernaturally here, man. And you know what? I regret it as their pastor because 
we just left it alone because it was like, oh, that's just their personality. You know what I mean? That's how they act. That's how they respond. That's who they are. And then other people would come to me and be like, you know, they'd be like, sometimes like, wow, we got into this thing and it's, they're a little bit abrupt. And, uh, you know, then it was like, ah, you know, they're just like that. You know what I mean? And then like another season went by, you know, somebody else would come and be like, oh, you know, they're just, whoa, they're kind of like, they'll tell you where they're at. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's just how they are. But all the while in the back of my head now, late years later, I was thinking, because I'm thinking people are going to grow. You know, I think, oh, they're going to grow. They're, you know, like kids, they grow, they, they learn, they, they get better, they get better manners or they get more. You know what's crazy? Those kids go to the daycare. Those kids do not grow on their own. Someone has to tell them, hey, Tommy, stop throwing blocks at Bobby. Hey, Mary, stop slapping Sally because that we don't hit. We don't. They got them over there. When they ain't supposed to talk, they make bubbles with their mouth. They walk around like this. They look like ducks. Waddling through there, can't talk. Why? Because the teacher don't want them talking. You can't just blurt out whenever you want. You can't just bite somebody. You can't just kick somebody. You can't take Tommy's blocks. You can't steal the truck from Joe. What? You see what I'm saying? They, they don't sit there and go, well, you know, they're just, can you imagine they just let them go wild in a room? They'd have, it'd be, forget it, are you crazy? It'd be like utter rebellion. So why do you think if somebody's 40 years old, they're just going to get it? They ain't going to get nothing unless you say something. So that's you. So you're like, well, I'm 50 years old. Nobody's going to tell me what I'm doing. No, every one of us has a weak spot. Why would you not let? Because you don't have somebody, you don't trust somebody, or you don't want to hear it. How are you going to get changed? Like, you know what? I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, who am I going to go to? I know already who I'm going to go to. And I trust it. And I think it's big. Because just what you got to realize, if you want super fast change, you're going to need coaching. Somebody's going to have to come and gifted in this thing and help you. You need somebody to come alongside and help. Now, maybe it's your business or maybe it's your, um, I think this is a big one, right? Everybody, let me tell you, everybody in here that wants to go and get in physical shape, go get a trainer. Stop talking about it. I, I wish to God I would have took golf lessons the first time I picked up golf clubs because you produce bad habits. And now you, the rest of your life, you try to fix bad habits because you didn't want to spend, you know, 500 bucks to go get lessons or whatever it is. If you really want to go do something, get lessons. If you really want to go train, everybody's, you know, e internet's great, but go get somebody for a little season in the beginning, right, that could come alongside you and say, hey, here's how your nutrition is right. Here's how you work out right. Here's how you do this right. Go get a coach. Go get an expert. I don't fix my car. I don't understand the thing. I got a trainer, right? You got a trainer? Yeah, I got a trainer. I just asked him the other day a question about something, about finding out some information. You think I'm going to go waste five days trying to figure this stuff out? I don't want to know. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. Show me what to do. Now, years before, you know, you say, I can't afford something. I can't, I can't afford that. You can't afford not to. This is why you've been, you've, been, you've been losing 30 pounds for 30 years. I'm not picking on you. I love you, man. I'm just trying to help you. You, could go, you don't need get accountability. Somebody in the church would help you. Well, I want to start this business. I just got on me about my future certain things. I told PL, me and her sat down. I said, got till January 1st. We got to have this done. I'm not, I, no, I'm not asking. I will help you as much as I can, but me and you have to have this thing figured out by January 1. 
She's like, you're right. I'm like, I know I'm right. You know I'm right. We're right. You're right. I'm right. Let's get going. See, so set a due date. Set a day. Hey, man, some of you are like, we got to get this. We've been talking about this business for 20 years. We've been talking about doing this for year ever. It's just talk. People think because they talk about it. See, this is what people think. I talked about it, so I fixed it. No, all you do is push it into your future. And then when you catch up to it, it's going to be there, and you're going to talk about it again and put it over there. Stop. Real change is going to require coaching, and real change is going to take faith. You got to believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You got to change your thinking. So look, I got a couple of minutes left. What do you want to change in 2024? I guarantee you a lot of the stuff you want to change in 2024 was the same stuff you wanted to change in 2023, same stuff you wanted to change in 2022, same stuff you wanted to change in 2021, 2020, 19, 18, 70. You get the picture. It didn't change because we didn't build a course that can get us to produce the transformation. So, you know what I mean? You know what they said, without a plan, you, 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 you know what I mean? That whole thing, like, you know, what, if you fail to plan, you know what I mean? That's the big thing. You know, oh, if you fail to plan, you know, guess what? Your plan will fail. Yeah, well, you don't have one. I get it. You know what I mean? It's kind of cute, but you get what I'm saying. Where is the plan? What are your structures you're going to put together to be like, this year, I'm going to have a track that can get me there. That's why you got to get coached because if you don't have somebody, somebody showing you in the middle, like where you're going, like, no, no, we're getting too far over. We're getting too, we're getting all over the place. Let's get to the destination. Why do we not like a coach? Why do we not like accountability? And why do we not like that? Because this is why people do not want to hear. They, they beat themselves up enough. They don't like to hear where their flaws are at. Well, if you find somebody that can walk in love with you, they'll tell you what it is. So that's on you whether you want to do that or not. I'm not saying you got to go find somebody and don't everybody come running to me like, oh, Pastor Chris, tell me what you're for. Then you're going to get mad at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, but, but here's the thing. A lot of us know what they are. And if you don't have somebody transparent that can come to you and talk to you about this stuff, maybe ask the Lord and say, where's the areas I can really grow in this year? Where's the areas that I can really develop to be the next, the next level person that I'm trying to be? Where are the areas I could build some structure in my life that could take me from where I am to where I want to go. If you don't, um, if you don't allow your your thinking to go here, you're never really going to think about this stuff. You, I don't know how to explain it. It just kind of comes and goes, and because it, because because I don't think it's easy. It's not that it's hard, but I don't think it's an easy conversation to have with yourself. So therefore, we don't like to have it. That's the best way to say it. But if you're willing to face off with it, wow, wow. Your, your life's never going to be the same again. Because the biggest thing of all is there's honesty and it begins with you first. And before you're going to go get somebody honestly to speak in your life, you got to be honest with yourself and be like, man, I haven't really produced what I think I need to produce. And, you know, sometimes you become a legend in your own mind. You know, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm doing great. And then, you know, you get around something that takes you to another level. That's why most people are negative because um, when people get challenged, instead of rising up to want to see the challenge and go from here to grow, they get intimidated by the challenge and, and they kind of 
internally go in here and then get mad about what other people are doing. That's like, you know, like I never did that with church. You know, I used to watch guys do that. And it used to kind of like bug, bug me, to be honest. You know, I was like, what? Like, you know, I'd go to see, I mean, it's just huge, awesome thing. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like I, I hang around people that have a huge vision. I mean, we got people, me and Liz, thank God for God. He gave me some friends, man. They got a monster church stuff, man. They got like a bunch of them. They ain't got one. They got like eight of them or 10 of them. Or whatever. They got one every state for crying out loud almost. You know what I mean? It's, I'm exaggerating, but they got them. And man, when I go in there, I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, look at that, man. They're just killing it and crushing it. Like, oh my God. I leave like, I don't leave jealous. I don't leave messed up. I just leave like, man, if I can get my game better here, we can achieve what God has for us. It doesn't um, shut me down like, oh, they don't, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, I don't know why they painted the steps blue. You know, it's like you're trying to find something wrong with it because it's challenging your inability to get there. I've, I've been with people, you know, and, and oh, you know, so-and-so. Ah. I'm like, you just mad because the guy's got 5,000 people in his church. Stop, bro. Joel Osteen, they pick on that guy. He got 40,000 people in the church. Leave him alone. They don't like Joyce Meyer. They don't like this. Lady's got millions of people following her. They don't like Kenneco, Brother Hagen. Man, come on, man. Stop it. Might not be your flavor. Might not be where you receive. But I'm not going to blow their candle out to make mine look lighter. Sometimes these people you get in environments to produce next level change. But if you don't change your thinking, you're going to be that negative person for the rest of your life. Like, oh, you know how they get that. That, you know, if you're a business guy, I used to get around business guys and never get jealous of what they had. I got a guy right now, man. I got friends. Oh, my God, the stuff they got. And it doesn't. And, and you know what? Let me just say this. I probably never will achieve the level of wealth that they're at. It's okay with me. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not, you know, I'm going to talk about they got it. You know what I mean? Let's just leave it at that. I may never in my lifetime achieve that level of wealth that they have. But you know what they make me do? They want to maximize where I'm supposed to go in my level of wealth. So they, these guys are multimillionaires, right? So I get around these multimillionaires. They got stuff costs a million, three, four, five million bucks. So I'm like, that's cool. I didn't get, I, I literally, I've been in there, man. I, I was on it. I know, I've seen it. I was, I was like, wow, that's beautiful. And it wasn't bragging or being weird. It was like, oh, you want to just see this? I was like, great. So here's what I'm saying. The multimillionaire makes the millionaire want to strive. The millionaire makes the thousandaire want to come up. The 100,000 guy makes the 10,000 guy want to rise to a new level. And the 10,000 guy makes the couple hundred guy want to come up. See what I'm saying? Don't ever look at this stuff like to be intimidated by it. Use it as change of thinking. They'll be like, man, if you got to multiple millions, I can get to hundreds of thousands. Come on. See what I'm saying? Change the way you're thinking, man. Why am I sick? Why am I going to take medicine? Man, find somebody that got healed and be like, dude, don't be down in it. Be like, praise the Lord, man. You know, if, if they got it, I can get it. If their marriage got restored, my marriage can get restored. If their kid came home to, from the serving God, my kid could come home. See what I'm saying? Change the way you get and make 2024 the best year of your life. That's how you do it. Listen, I'm going to pray for you. Remember, real change means you got to clear out a lot of stuff inside here and a lot of stuff inside here, and you got to replace it with truth, and transformation will come. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that this next year is going to be the best year of your life. We're getting ready to step in this season like never before. 
It's going to be the best year they've ever had. And, Father, I thank you that I pray for them now. Let their goals, their dreams, their visions, their plan, their future, and the ability you gave them go to a whole other level. Thank you, Father, that as we get ready to prepare for fasting and praying, you're going to speak to us loud and clear in what to do, when to do it, how to do it, in the area of praying, fasting, and giving. We know this season is going to be the best season of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Check these announcements. We're going to see you Sunday. Now, listen, this week's big. We got New Year's. Come on. It's New Year's Eve. And then you know we're coming back, man. This is it. We get ready to press into the new year. I got a word for you about where I believe the direction of the church is going. Check out these announcements. We'll tell you more stuff that's coming. And do not forget to check about the fast this year. Download it all. Get ready to go. It's going to be a great season. We're going to have a brand new happy new year. And I promise you this. Your life's never going to be the same because 2024 is going to be the best year of your life. Love you. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.